You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica. Episode 18. Hello and welcome. Today we are talking about moving your body and sharing kind of an important perspective on how movement can support our mental health. And today we invited Melody of Melody Dance Fit to join us because this topic is near and dear to our heart. Howdy, howdy, and welcome, Melody. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hello. Thank you all so much for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I am just super excited that you agreed to come chat with us in our audience. I clearly remember the first dance class I took with you because I just felt so much inspiration, so much joy. It was like the best day of my life. And (laughs) you have been teaching dance for a long time. And I do want you to tell us more about yourself and introduce yourself. But I will tell our listeners that at least what I see is you're making waves because what you do bring to the dance floor is different from any other dance class I've taken. It's not really like a typical hip hop class or a Zumba class. It's because it's not about getting like the moves right or being the best dancer in front of the room, even though I do love those people in your class too. It's not about that. You are famous for your inspirational speeches. In fact, I know people have dressed up as you for Halloween (laughs) doing these speeches. I love your jokes about raunchy song lyrics and you just offer this general invitation to stop taking ourselves so seriously. And I don't know. I just knew that you and your class were special on day one and I'm just happy that you're out here doing big things. Thank you so much. You're going to make me cry before I can even get started. And I feel like that was an amazing intro. I don't even know how to speak on myself after that. I really appreciate it. I feel like everything you said, you really hit the nail on the head for what my mission is to do in every single class. I really do want to give the permission to others to just play. That's a big thing. And I feel like in order to do that, you almost have to make fun of yourself a little bit in order to get other people out of their comfort zone. And yeah, I really do want it to feel like a different experience from really any other fitness class. Cause I think that was my main thing going to a lot of different boutique fitness classes. It felt like there was a seriousness about the room and everybody was taking themselves very seriously. And it's like, well, we're here to let go and work Mm -hmm. out, but Mm -hmm. it, it feels like it's still tense. Yeah. I love what you said about play because postpartum, I started therapy and my therapist talked about having unmet needs and play was one of the things that came up for me is just like when you're busy in this like fourth trimester and trying to figure out everything with a baby, it's like that was such a huge piece that was missing for me. So I love that you said that because I think it's super important for all of us. Yeah, I think as adults, we have to be serious all the time that even so in our workday and our exercise, it's like serious, serious, seriousness. And then maybe somewhere over dinner and cocktails only can we laugh somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It really does feel like you get to this age, whether it's like 23 or 25, and you're no longer expected to add play to your life or even add this element of like trying new things and kind of 
being bad at them and kind of just shaking it off and laughing at yourself. It feels like it has to be very structured. And the only opportunity that we get is like, oh, but let's go out and drink. And that's this option where people you see for a lot of adults, Mm -hmm. that's where they actually let go and they feel like themselves. And, And I just wanted to kind of provide that opportunity, the space for people to to do that in my dance class. And that was also a really big reason. I mean, I guess I should introduce myself now. So I founded, <laughs> founded Melody Dance Fit after having taught Zumba for about one to two years. And I quickly realized, oh, wow, I have a message to spread. And I, I found myself talking a lot in class and the studio owner was giving me some feedback and she was like, just do less hip hop. And also you don't need to talk as much in, <laughs> in between the mm-hmm. songs. And I just kind of thought, uh, okay. And I just wasn't able to follow those directions. And she eventually didn't care because my classes were growing every week. Like it mm. went from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40. And it was growing. And I know it was because of the messages that I was sharing throughout class, uh, Mm -hmm. this idea of stop taking yourself so seriously. You deserve to celebrate yourself. And also really talking about the darkness that we all inevitably feel in life and sharing that in a fitness space. And then turning that into, well, let's take this a step further and let's rent out concert venues in Austin. Cause at, at a certain point, my classes were getting too big to where it wasn't comfortable for the people who were paying for my classes. Cause I was, I ended up starting Melody Dance Fit and renting out that same studio and then having that philanthropy aspect of donating to dress for success. Mm-hmm. And then those classes were getting sort of, they were kind of outgrowing the studio. And I know Rachel was a big part of my a business partner now who's working with me now and my roommate at the time, we were talking, we were like, let's rent out concert venues in Austin, the live music capital. And that's really what sparked this fun, fun brand of let's take the the nightlife and bring it to people on a Monday night or on a Saturday during the day. And let's make the lighting so dark and let's make the music so loud. And it kind of just goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, you don't have to be drunk to mm-hmm. let go. And in fact, if you're not drunk, you'll be able to let go in a much better way. Yeah. Much more real way. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I know I love to go dance at night and there are times where I'm like, Oh, I've not had enough to drink, but it, and then I'm just like, no, that doesn't really matter. It's just like the, all that matters is the music has to be good. And so if the DJ is no good, then I'm like, yeah. So recently I got to go dance and I was there with a bunch of people. I didn't know. I only knew the host and I just was like, oh, I don't care. And everybody stopped, you know, kept leaving. And I was like, well, I'm just going to be on the dance floor with these like 20 year olds, all these kids with like their exes on their hand. And I'm like, Woo! Hey, that's okay. amazing. <laughs> so it's that's awesome. Amazing. And it was really nice. Cause I was like, I was noticing a couple of things. One, I stopped caring. Cause even though I wasn't with the people that I came with, I was with all these like young folks. And then also I was like, I really didn't have um, alcohol on board. It was just kind of me and my very fun 
outfit and my fancy flat shoes so I could actually dance. So, that's, yeah. that's you got to get the things. You got to get all the elements in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with people going out drinking. And, no, I mean, I mean, all, I'm, but... I'm glad that people are dancing and I feel I'm glad that you went out somewhere where people were dancing. Cause one thing I've noticed is you go out to bars sometimes and people are, the music's loud and people are just standing there. But everybody's just standing. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's, it is lately. a thing. I like just can't go do that. I'm like, okay, no. we can go somewhere if there's yeah. an element of something to do. Like yeah. when the ping pong place was there, oh, it was the worst ping pong place. But you know, it's like you have to have something to do. And I prefer dance yeah. over overall. I think so. that's Agreed. why I married a musician. Because oh. I just, I love the opportunity to dance. It's like a purpose when there's live music and you can feed back energy to the band. And Absolutely. And music yeah. too. Music is obviously like half of the battle of letting go. You have that loud live music. You just really can let go. Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> you have, how long have you been teaching Melody Dance Fit for now? I like time is strange to me. So I've <laughs> known you for a little while, but I don't know how long. I've been. So um, how long yeah, have you been doing this I, for? I have done Melody Dance Fit for seven years. That's when okay. I started. It did start with just one class and it kind of started as just like this passion mm-hmm. side hustle and not even a hustle really. I just loved it. Yeah. And that Saturday class grew and I thought I'll teach a Wednesday class now. And that grew. And then we started doing them at the North door and the parish, the places downtown and those music venues. And yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been seven years and with COVID happening, a lot of shifts, a lot of adaptations and evolutions happening. So now our biggest thing is that we're online Mm -hmm. and I had a video go viral on YouTube and a lot of people were asking, do you have a DVD? Do you have a a DVD? And and all I kept (laughs) thinking is, does anybody still even use DVDs? I don't even know. By the time I'm making DVD, I think they were just completely (laughs) obsolete. Like we're just unheard of. So, um, So yeah, actually before COVID, in 20, in early 2019, I launched a website, a subscription website. Mm-hmm. And that was like my version of a DVD. And then COVID happened and I was like, well, thank, thank goodness God. I did this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been great because I was just doing it originally for people who had taken my class and moved away and really wanted access to the energy in my classes. And now we have members from Germany, the UK. It's really an awesome way to just get to know people from all over and have them experience the message that I'm teaching as well. I love your videos. I love the ones of you in like other countries dancing with people. Is that the one that went viral? Yeah. yeah. That, there's one that I did in Tulum. And yes, I danced with the so strangers good. on the street and they were so endearing. I really think that's what made it so special. Yeah. So Melody, could you kind of walk us through, so we are here to talk about dance and mental health. So we'll kind of get to our topic <laughs> a little bit, but <laughs> so can you kind of talk to us about how you started to think about the mental health side of dance and movements for yourself and bringing that to others? Absolutely. So I did grow up dancing. And I say that lightly because I was kind of in this competition world where it was about being 
technically good and it was about com- competition and I would get little tapes back scoring how I did. Mm. And, but my personal relationship with dance was such that I, it was just my therapist. It had always been my own version of therapy in the sense that when I was happy, I would want to go upstairs in my room and get giddy and dance to a song. When I was sad, I would want to go upstairs. And as a young girl, that is really what I did. I even remember going on certain vacations or visiting family and relatives elsewhere and just thinking, man, it has been like five days since I've been able to just go and dance in my room. And it was just always this sense of freedom that it gave me. It really made me feel free and it made me grounded. And so I think it was that simultaneous like freedom and groundedness that felt so unique to me. And it was almost cathartic. Mm -hmm. And so I've always had that personal relationship with dance. And it wasn't until I stopped dancing, went to college, kind of forgot about it, but I always like, just always loved it so much. And I got into the corporate world and I was just thinking, dang, is this really it for me? Like, is this what it's going to be? I really don't see myself here. It doesn't feel like it fits with my identity. And every now and then I would hear music when I'd be out and I would just want to dance. And I never knew how to connect the dots. and I never knew that I could. I just felt the sense that I needed to do something more creative. And it really wasn't this linear line to then starting my own company of dance fitness, but Mm -hmm. it was just like slowly these dots started connecting and for me, when I started teaching, I felt a shift in my life of, wow, uh, you need to do this for a living. And I know you only make $25 a class now, but you got to figure it out. You got to mm-hmm. figure it out because the sense that I felt was not only do I need this, and if I need this, I, I bet other people need this. And once I started teaching, I realized, yes, other people need to hear this message and other people need to feel this. People need to feel Mm -hmm. this. And I realized when I started teaching dance fitness, I could make it about what I truly cared about within dance, which Mm -hmm. is not how you dance and not the way you dance and not the external appearance of it, but the internal release of it and what that can give you Mm -hmm. and what that can transform you into, not just in class, but out of class. And that was the biggest revelation for me is I didn't even really know. I knew people would get hyped in class, but I truly did not know the impact that these classes and these messages had until I would get these messages that that are like, hey, you've really helped me through my divorce. You've really helped me leave an abusive relationship. And and I always write back saying, I mean, you did that. You did that. (laughs) Thank you so much for even feeling that and sharing that message with me. But it's just this idea of what the message combined with the physicality of dance and movement, and then adding this element of intent. And the intent is don't focus on the external way that you look. Don't focus on what's in your mind. Let all of that go and give yourself this opportunity to let go of something that you know you don't need anymore. And I really feel like it it has a healing ability to it as far as your mental health. And I really don't talk about nutrition, fitness, calories, or weight loss in my Mm -hmm. brand. And I have nothing against any of that. I just, I know what my mission is and I know what I'm passionate about. So it's completely, it's like unrelated to talk about fitness when it comes to what I do. And I don't want people 
to even focus on it. And what's funny is that people do end up losing weight when they stop focusing on it and they don't care about it. That is when your health, your physical health gets better too. When you are mentally happy and you are mentally released well, phys- the physical follows, you know? Absolutely. Right. Everything you're saying, like from the beginning, growing up dancing is like mirrored to my life. And I remember when my parents got divorced, like dance was the thing that grounded me and offered me that freedom and dancing in your room. If you asked me to do like a leap and a fouette layout in my room right now, I'd be like, where's the space? But when you're like 12, you can really <laughs> do a lot of dancing in your room. And honestly, just hearing you say these mini little inspirational speeches, I'm like tearing up because it's been so long since I've been in one of your classes. And I'm just like, it's so hard. I feel like the last years have been so hard. Ugh. Anyway, I'm going to prioritize coming to your next live class because I like need this in my life. But I think you really filled the gap with... Sorry. (laughs) Beth and I kind of touched on it in our last podcast. You get to a certain point and they're like, are you going to be a professional dancer? No. Okay. Go get a corporate job and stop moving your body. (laughs) Right. You're like, wait, where can I still have dance in my life without having it, you know, be like this primary focus? Can it just be like something that's supportive to me? And I think we need more of these types of opportunities to have these like somatic releases and experiences for our mental health that are physical, that aren't about the end product or how you look or the technicality of it. Honestly, I think that's why people resonate so much with it because it is giving them what they need. Do you feel like the way you think about it now is differently than you did five, seven years ago because of COVID or because of this change in the pivot? I think absolutely. I mean, I I feel like we're all dealing with a lot of turmoil and no matter, no matter what situation you're in. And I think that's the thing with COVID is there's such a wide range of people, people suffering, you know, like people are suffering in small ways and in big ways. And I think that oftentimes we have these emotions and then we, we feel like we're not, they're not warranted or we're not allowed to because, Oh, other people are suffering more. So I shouldn't be, I should just be grateful that I have this or I'm alive and I'm healthy. And while that's true, you still can honor some of your suffering and some of your pain in such a way and just feel as though, you know, you can be there for yourself because it has been hard on everybody. It's Mm -hmm. been tough on everybody. And I, I think I feel the same about it, but for me, I feel like the message that I spread now, it's like, I think people are hearing it a little bit more because I was always preaching to my classes, Hey, I don't need to know you to know that you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I know, I, I know that as humans, we all do that. And as humans, we are all vulnerable. We're all insecure. And that's actually what makes us connected as a species. And that can be a beautiful thing. So the sooner we can acknowledge our darkness and dance with it, the, the less power it holds over us. And I think that the message resonates a bit more with people because COVID provided this, this space where people had to be sitting with themselves a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, I've had to face myself in a different way as a business owner, as a person. And I think, I think everybody has, I think everybody has had to just really look, take a look at themselves in the mirror and spend more time with themselves when they wanted to just go out and be busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
so when I think about like all, all the things that you are talking about with like, you know, dance being so natural and then it being part of our mental health, like I, I could, I have images of what you see in like history of humanity and all the different cultures and rituals. And it goes so much into dance. I mean, there's also a lot of, uh, costumes and paint and things of that nature that go with it, but also not, there's some very simplistic things. So there's like the daily rituals around dance. And then there was the ceremonies and there was always dance and music. So I think that as humans, that is part of how we have evolved to become different. And is that we are now knowing how to express ourselves through art and through dance and through music and that having that, uh, that difference is just been so important, but we've become so, so rigid that we no longer are using this movement as part of our nervous system and that somatic process of emotion. We just keep stuffing it down and not moving it at all. And so because we're just so afraid of, um, how, if, how we might look expressing mm-hmm. ourselves, how you mentioned before, and you, how you really try to break that down. And I think a lot of it's because for many people, their body is a scary place, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they don't like it or it um, has bad feelings in it, or, you know, it's just being connected to your body isn't safe for a lot of people, but, you know, really if we can get back into it, we can find that safety again in it and bring that power back out to to ourselves and not, you know, keep pushing it away. So preach Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you're saying is so, so true and very, very present in what project that I'm working on. But the idea that dance is a primal thing. And when you look back at the history of humanity, it was this ceremony. It was a ritual. It was something that everybody did. And Mm -hmm. it was it was primal and it wasn't about the technique or how well you did it. It was something that you just did, you know, and it was like church for people. And so it's this ceremony and a ritual that gives you space and time to heal and be connected with yourself, but also connected with others. And I think that's one of the really unique things as well is you are able to simultaneously connect with yourself in this very authentic way. Mm -hmm. Then also if you're dancing with other people, you feel so much more connected with them. So it creates this community and social bond just by standing next to somebody. You don't even have to talk to them, Mm -hmm. but you're dancing with them and it creates this camaraderie and this bond. And then you also are talking about, you know, now we've stopped to do that. Like Mm -hmm. we've stopped doing that as um, a society, as humans. Now, a lot of us are spending most of our days sitting. Mm -hmm. And when we're not sitting, we're told, well, go work out. Okay. Right. So then people go to the gym and they do a rigid, another rigid workout, which yeah. nothing wrong. That's better than doing nothing. Don't right. get me wrong. But at the same time, it's not the same as dance. Right. There's no gym machine that can do what dance will do for you. Yeah. Right? We need and to so, get out of our heads. Exactly. Because so, exactly. going to the gym is another place to kind of be in our heads. We had, I had a client that told me that she was like, well, I used to do workouts on my own, but 
you know, I started going to classes. It was still fitness classes, but, um, you know, just so I wouldn't have to be in my head anymore. I could just follow along. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, she needed dance. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. tell her because it didn't occur to me, but it's like, yeah, being able to really disconnect and, you know, being able to get out of this blob, blob thing on top of our body that you know, just having that, <laughs> that, that massive disconnect that we have. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think what you also said about for a lot of people, their body is not a safe place and whether they've experienced trauma, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people think trauma has to mean something astronomical happened. Right. That, that that's what trauma is. You know, it's either war or it's a death. It's something really astronomical. But trauma can be when, especially when we're younger, mm-hmm. trauma can be something small that was unintended to, to turn out to be trauma, but it still is trauma in your body or trauma right. in your mind and you remember it. And so you're so right when you say a lot of people, it, well, A, they don't want to dance because they don't think they're, they're good at it. So dance is one of those things where, oh, if I'm not good at it, I'm not going to embarrass myself. It's very right. embarrassing. Yeah. Right. And so it's a very vulnerable, intimidating thing for people to even try when they've never done it before. And secondly, if they have experienced something where they don't feel comfortable in their body, well, it's, it's even scarier. And I was reading something the other day, actually, that I thought was so interesting. And it was saying, sometimes meditation is not the answer for people who are experiencing a lot of trauma in their mind and body, because sitting alone with themselves is a really scary thing. And I actually think that that's why I love I love dance because it, it can be this form of meditation, but it kind of hits you right away and you get to shake it out. And I'm a huge believer in this idea of you can use this shake therapy to get your blood flowing Mm -hmm. and mentally get your, get your head in a place where you're like, okay, I feel, I'm feeling something. Mm -hmm. And you might not even know that you have these emotions stored in your body but now that you're moving, you feel it a lot more and you might not even know why or where it came from, but you just right. know it's flowing out of you. I mean, I've had so many people in class tell me, I just started crying today during one of uh, your classes. I remember oh, yeah. one of the songs, it was one song. I just started crying and, but it was good. And I needed that. And I, and I feel like that's the cathartic release that I'm always trying to get people to experience because sometimes gratitude journals don't do it for everybody. Sometimes mm-hmm. meditation doesn't do it for every, everybody. And I, those are all great things. But I think that dance needs to be looked at in, in this way that it can be healing if you allow it to be. If you allow the intent to be about the release and not about how you look, it can, it can reap a lot of, of benefits for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And I love that because I know that I've cried in one of your classes or 10, I don't know, but it's also <laughs> funny because, you know, you're listening to like hip hop yeah. <laughs> and you're like mid twerk, you're twerking and you're like, Oh, I'm just releasing this emotion from me. <laughs> and you speak to that too, you know, and that's why it's so fun and playful yeah. because we're just, yeah, we're, we're allowing this release, but we're not taking it so seriously. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's a part of why people can let go because I believe that the thing for me to help me loosen up physically and emotionally and spiritually is through humor. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so, 
so obsessed with comedy and humor. And that's what I value in my relationships, in my life. I really like to laugh and I like to make other people laugh. And I feel like, I feel like life is very ironic and, and I feel like that's funny and life is so heavy, but it's also so funny. And I think that that duality of the light and darkness is just, sometimes it's, it's so bad that it's funny. And I, I feel like in class, it's, it's fun to speak to that because yeah, I do want to, I do want to give powerful messages and I'm passionate about what I'm saying and I mean every word of it. And I'll sometimes make a really great point about, you know, as women, we need to stop apologizing and we need to be unabashed in, you know, negotiating higher pay and we need to stand up for ourselves. And thank you so much for donating to this nonprofit. That's all to benefit women to, you know, be better and have better careers. And then I'd turn on a song that's like, shake that monkey girl, shake that monkey. And it's just like, this is too funny to not address. That in the room. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to play with that. But also I, I feel like that actually adds to this element of helping people release their jaw, unte- like get the tenseness out of their shoulders. And mm-hmm. I do feel like laughter in the body is, is healing as well. Like, yeah you kind of feel just like open and it just opens your spirit up. Right. I agree. Well, I know that you are a busy lady and have a time constraint, (laughs) so I don't want to make you late for something else. So can you tell the people how to access you and what you have coming up? Because I hear that you have something exciting coming up. So can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, I'm I'm really excited that I'm able to talk with you too because I I didn't get a chance to say this earlier but I'm a huge fan of what y'all do and y'all know that because I've I've been working with Path for a long time and I just think that y'all are incredible and I think I think you two are humans in this in this wellness space that really get it and and with this space being more saturated every day with new health coaches. I really appreciate what both of y'all do. So thank you for having me on here. Of course. Thank you. And it's also just great timing because I'm working on a online course for the very first time. That's, that's extremely different than anything I've done before. And it's because in the past two years of COVID, I have experienced my own shift. And just like what y'all were saying, do you, do you, do you feel any differently about dance and mental health? And I said, I said yes and no, but now that I'm reflecting, this was all really inspired by the past two years mm-hmm. and noticing my own shift of, you know, my company is called Melody Dance Fit. And I've always put myself, you know, we always put ourselves in boxes and I put myself in this box of fitness. And in the past year or so, I've realized I, I am not passionate about fitness as much as I'm passionate about helping others heal themselves through dance. And when I say heal, I mean, I don't mean, you know, the big, the big idea of, oh, I can heal all the diseases and everything. (laughs) And I don't believe in diseases being real. I don't mean that. I mean, dance can, dance can help you instrumentally and dance can transform you. Mm -hmm. And when you do it regularly, when Mm -hmm. you add the practice of dance with this message and this intent behind it, to release, to release emotions that aren't serving you. I know it can be so powerful. And so I am creating a course called Dance to Heal. Mm. And, you know, it's the most in-depth training that I've ever done. I'm going to be doing kind of coaching on the side with the, with 
the clients and it's going to be this real shift for my brand and for my company. And I'm really excited about it because this is the direction that I'm, I'm very passionate about. And I think we're always evolving and it's, it's, it's called dance to heal and we're launching it in February and we already have like an early bird wait list. And we're so, we're so grateful that people are already signing up for the wait list. And it's, it's going to be really exciting because it is a lot more about the somatic experience of dance and that right. somatic release. And if you don't know what somatic means, it is like, it is what, what Beth said earlier, focusing on the internal release rather than the external appearance of something. And I do believe emotions are stored in the body. I know because I've felt it. And, and I also feel that I've done this long enough to see, to see what the, the message combined with the physicality of dance can do for people. So I'm, I'm just really excited to embark on this journey with Dance to Heal because I think it's going to be really special. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. I'm so excited for you. So will you change over time? Do you think you will change the name of your, of your company from dance fit to something else, but still have dance in the name? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think so. I, okay. I like the idea of Melody Dance Fit sticking with being the mother brand, you know, yeah. the original. And then I think you have dance the to heal yeah. Is, yeah, okay. I gotcha. think dance to heal is going to be something that is going to be the more higher, like in-depth training of what I do, mm -hmm. as well as like when we start doing, we're going to start doing retreats as well. Cool. So that will Ooh, be- Oh, I have a location. <laughs> do you really? I do. Okay. <laughs> I adjust the place. We, we yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. We're actually searching for some. Oh my gosh. We'll, we'll PM you on the side about that. But, yes. Um, <laughs> well, oh my gosh. I'm just, uh, I just- Love that you're here. Thank you so much for coming and spreading yes, the word. You. And, you know, obviously I think this is something that we like to share with clients as well. Just, you know, give them options as far as, you know, what can we do to have a better relationship with ourselves and our bodies? Um, before we go, I had I did have a quick fun question right now. So like, as far as music goes, like what's a song that's raising your vibe just today? You know, I was thinking about that today and, and I... Every time I have one of the big emos events in Austin with a bunch of people, I always have a warm up that just has wild card songs where people are like, this is not what I would expect. <laughs> and two songs that, you know, and it's just like, it's, I hate to keep bringing up COVID, but it is so present and it's ever present in our lives mm -hmm. lately. And I feel like there are certain songs now that I, I just, I don't want to say I identify with, but it's, you know, as we're all kind of collectively feeling the blues a little bit more, probably than normal. Um, I have two songs that are much older that for some reason have been hyping me up. And mm -hmm. one is, you tell. They're, they're both old. So um, one is called Flagpole Sitta by, uh, I don't know who it's by, but look it up. But it's, Flagpole it's the 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 song the song is like I'm not sick but I'm not well and it's just like oh kind of like that song oh I know that song yeah yeah <laughs> I did not I'm know that was the name of it I was like trying to like yeah no like oh, and yeah. um, I'm yeah, trying to think the other warm up that I had I had a little excerpt from Beck's loser song oh, I love this that song. is so good it's I such a good one yeah I love adding those songs 
that are, you know, I love hip hop, but so much hip hop is just like bragging about money and, you know, <laughs> sex and drugs. And, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of nice to add this element of a different genre as mm-hmm. well as just a different message of sort of kind of like doom, but yeah. playful doom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I do love that song. He, he made those lyrics, um, just randomly. Cause he used to play like in a nightclub, you know, before people knew, you know, anything about him. And so he'd be like, what's the craziest stuff I can say to see if people are listening. And that's that song. <laughs> are you talking about flagpole? Sinatra? No, the Beck song. Oh, that's you know awesome. how like they I, yeah. say all the he says all the weird stuff in there, just like a stream of like random consciousness. It's um, because that's so <laughs> awesome. I also read. I also read um, that he was working with another producer or something, and he kept messing up the chords or something. He kept messing up, so he just eventually was. He said out loud, "Like, ugh, I'm such a loser." Yeah, <laughs> and so that's how it kind of came to be. Inspiration, yeah, yeah. Well, this has yeah. been so great, and we didn't get to ask you all the questions, but or you get to, for you to talk to us about um, how you donate for Dress for Success. But just know that she does other awesome things with her class <laughs> as well. Um, so she's just all around amazing. We will put links to Melody's all, all the way that you can find Melody on socials and her website and her subscription yeah, stuff in the show notes and on our website. So um, be look for that and go dance. Close the door, close the blinds, turn off the lights and <laughs> dance, 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 dance. Yes, Beth, <laughs> yes, I need to get you to come teach one of my I'm, classes. I'm going to take her to a class. This is I will do the, the 43-year-old like side hip thing. I might raise Jessica, my hand Jessica's a little like, bit. <laughs> Those are Jessica's my dance moves. That Beth, Jessica's like, Beth, I'll bring Beth to class. And I'm like, no, Beth is going to teach class. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no one needs to see that, but thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yes, I am. if you're listening to this and you are absolutely terrified of dancing and you've always told yourself, I'm not a dancer. No, I can't do that. No, please please visit my website. I will prove to you that you are a dancer and I will prove to you that you can dance. Yes, Thanks, Melody. Can. Thank you. <laughs> Thank All right. you so much Hopefully we get to see you in real life soon. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.